Hello, hello, welcome back everyone, episode number six. I'm like losing track of what episodes we're on and whatnot, but today's episode is gonna be more like an interview type episode, just because if you follow me on Instagram, I'm getting over sickness, I got COVID, and so we're just regrouping trying to feel better and just trying to catch up with life basically but so I wanted today to still have an episode because we missed a week and I wanted it to be a little bit more chill you know I was debating if I should have this one be the mental health one because I do want to talk about mental health and I want one um, an episode on my podcast just to speak about mental health I'm super big on mental health and just kind of go through that and I'm just, I play it by ear and I'm not feeling it today to do a mental health one. And so we're just going to do a more chill, kind of fun, laid back type of interview style episode. And the way we're going to do that, I asked you guys to send questions over anything you want to know about me or any questions you might have just about anything really. And so I got my questions ready and we're just gonna, you know, get into them and um, yeah, I actually do have a random thought for today's episode. I know we haven't done one in a little bit, but it's more like a combo one, not so much a like a, you, you'll see, but the random thought I've had is how or who decided that we just need to pick one thing that we like and stick with it just become professionals at it and stick with it and this stems from finding my way through social media you hear it all the time that you have to have a niche that you have to appeal to a certain like targeted audience and whatnot and yeah, I agree in some of that, but at the same time, like within myself, I like so many things. I have never found a niche. I can never tell you that I'm in this category and that's it. Like mainly, for example, Instagram, I do OOTDs, which I haven't in a while. I know, don't get me started. But anyways, and so who decided that that's what we need to do? And then it got me thinking, for life as well you know like for example when you're a kid and like your parents ask you what do you want to be and you're like an astronaut a firefighter and so or a magician or like even something crazy like a unicorn well you don't tell that kid no because you're only going to choose one thing right in your whole life and you cannot be a unicorn you just kind of go with it so why do we lose that why can't we just go with it and you know, when we're teens, which also don't get me started with school either. But when you're a teen, like you're supposed to know what your interest is and like even pick a career because you got to get started and go with it. That also blows my mind. And where where I'm going at is I think it's okay that when you were in your 20s, you had this specific niche. And I think it's even okay to have multiple niches. And so you had that, you liked it, and then you are evolving as a person. You're never, or I hope, you never stay stagnant, right? You you evolve and you learn and you grow. 
and then you can shift your interest or you can shift what you want to do and so then it's also okay for later in life like maybe like in your 30s even 40s to say I don't want to do this anymore and even if that means like start a different career path or like start a business like also it's never too late to start a business um, so those kinds of things I'm just like why do we have to stick with like one profession through our whole life perfected and like what if at 50 I no longer want to do what I'm doing and I'm just like you know what I think I'm gonna do this instead like I'm gonna be a gardener like why can't I just say that or a farmer you know like why can't we just switch then not just say well no that's not you because you're a sales agent right now you're a realtor right now it's like well yeah right now right like we don't have to be one thing forever or is that just me because I don't think we we have to be one thing forever I think you can choose what you want to be all right had to take a little break because as you heard baby woke up um he's back asleep we hope and um we're gonna get back into it so yeah that's my little random thought of the day you know let's just be what we want to be at the time that we want to be and our professions in my opinion should not be what define our ourselves our personalities like you know if you're a teacher it's not just you are a teacher like you are yourself and that's what you do you teach am I making sense that's that's where I'm at that's where I'm at right now (laughs) all right so let's get into these questions I want to say I have a good amount we'll see how long this goes and you know if it's too short we'll add some more we'll we'll just see again I play everything by ear and we're just gonna see how we're gonna see how this goes the first question and I'm not going in any particular order because um the questions come in at random and then I wrote things down yesterday or I wrote half of the questions down but more came in through the night so I'm just gonna have my phone open as well uh first one quick and simple do you have a middle name I don't and I also get asked if my baby has a middle name and he doesn't I wanted one at some point just because his name is very short and his last name is also very short and so I thought maybe something in the middle to break it up would be nice but we had we thought we had like a whole weekend to sit on something on a name and maybe decide but the way you know things went and he came a day earlier than planned and so we just our weekend plans were did not go as planned and so I didn't want that pressure of just choosing one because I had to and so we we just filled out the paperwork with his first name and that's it but for me no I don't have a middle name none of my siblings do yeah we don't have a middle name I also don't have I know it's like common in the Latino or at least Mexican um, culture that you also take on your mom's last name so like you have your dad's last name and then your mom's I also don't have that I don't have my mom's last name I just have my dad's last name Um, my sister for some reason out of the three of us she's the only one that does have my mom's last name so she has her first name dad's last name and then my mom's last name and then for some reason my brother and I just don't so you can tell there that somebody different either mom or dad filled out the the birth certificate thing 
Okay, next one. Um, how are you today? This question is so sweet. These kinds of questions are just nice. Um, how am I tonight? Tonight today, I am a lot better today physically. Um, if you've gotten COVID, you kind of know, you know how it goes, and it's a lot harder when you have another human being that you have to take care of. So. He got sick first, of course, then I caught it, you know, being the caretaker. And it's a, it's been okay. Like, it's not too bad. Um, the hard part, I think, is just trying to keep up with everything and not having a full day of rest to really just heal and feel better. So that's been the challenge, but I feel a lot better. I don't feel as sick anymore. I just have that lingering cough. If that makes sense, like, you know, when you're sick and you just have that cough that doesn't go away. But other than that, my body feels perfectly fine. Um, not perfectly fine. I'm still, I'm still like hurting here and there. <laughs> um, and mentally I'm all right too. I have my moments for sure, which I guess I'll, we'll just leave that all for the mental health episode. I'm planning on recording that one next. But overall, I'd say I feel I feel right. We are good. And yeah, just taking it day by day. All right, next question. What's your dream house? This one is also a very nice question. Um, so my dream house. Going back to like changing as you grow and like what you like and your interests, I thought I'd always wanted like a very slick modern sharp edge looking house but as my style changes and I think the older I get and also now having a baby I just want more of a like farmhouse style home or ranch style home but like modern farmhouse I'd say would be like my dream house um I also used to think like I just I need to have this humongous house when I grow up and you know like the bigger the better and that's just not realistic for me anymore like I don't I could care less especially if I have to clean the house no thank you I think I'm you know as long as it's a good size home where we're comfortable we have space for what we want to do whether that's office space Um, I do want an art room for sure though in my next house like I need to have an art room you guys should see the setup I have right now and it's just it's not good and I want a, an art room where I can have a dedicated space to do my arts and crafts and everything I like and allowing it to get messy without having to worry of like ruining like my kitchen table and stuff um so that would be a plus. I think at least four bedrooms so that we can have like a guest room. And then I want more than one kid so that each one can have their rooms. Um, office space for sure. Uh, what else? My husband would say we definitely need a garage and a big one. Um, so I guess that one would have to be part of the dream house. And then the biggest thing also for me... I need to have land like I need to have a good chunk of of land whether that's a huge backyard or whatever but I need to have this 
good sized living outdoor space where if you guys don't know this about me I have always wanted to grow food like my own vegetables like I want a garden I want I want beds garden beds outside and I want to grow cucumbers and tomatoes and lettuce like I just I just want to grow that stuff <laughs> and so I, I need space for that but other than what it would look like I feel like that changes so I think I want it very neutral where if I do want to change the decor it's easy to do and kind of everything goes with it I also used to want like the gray floors and recently I'm shifting to a more mature look like for example like our bedroom I changed it to more like I don't want to say grown-up colors because there's no such thing but in my mind when I think about it that's what I think like I have like deep greens I have a more dark wood vibe going on with some you know greenery with the plants and the black metal frames stuff like that I think that's kind of the style and so that's how I imagine my house right now um but for the like babies bright rooms with lots of color and I'm not a neon type of color so like I describe color more like the pastel looking color uh vibes but yeah I think you know uh, a, a good size kitchen I'm not much of a cook but a good size kitchen I one thing I do want overall in my house is to be bright like I want it to feel light so not so much dark colored walls or I just want bright like bright where the light comes in and so maybe lots of windows or tall windows bright countertops if I'm gonna have dark cabinets or vice versa like dark cabinets if I'm, or, or dark what was it <laughs> light cabinets if I'm gonna have dark you know what I mean I just had like a brain fart um okay next one um did having a baby change your relationship with your husband in any way this you guys you got had some great questions so this one is my coffee spilling um this one yes hold on let me take a sip of coffee this is a good one um yes having a baby definitely changed the relationship with my husband but in a very good way I'd say we are stronger than ever and it almost feels like we're closer than ever before I did have a fear that you know when you have a kid life gets busy and I just especially like working from home and just kind of me being the main one that stays with the baby I had a fear that maybe like we would grow apart or we just wouldn't have time for each other and don't get me wrong we still don't have very much time for each other but the way that my husband has shown up for myself in supporting me in helping wherever he can has just been something that I don't think I could ever like put into words or ask him to do because he's just been able to 
show up and do that and I'll also talk a little bit about this in the next mental health because I do think it has a good correlation but he's not only physically helping me which I've always wanted you know like I want who doesn't want help from their husband you know but also he has shown up for me mentally in ways that I didn't even think I needed him to show up for and so postpartum depression is definitely a thing postpartum anxiety is definitely a thing and he's been able to be there with me to help navigate our family basically through hard times and so even like when Avan was born he was there physically because I had a c-section and so I needed you know help and and stuff like that and the way he has shown up uh, to be a dad first of all I always knew he was going to be involved as a dad like I just knew he was going to be hands-on but seeing it is completely different than thinking about it and so I think our love for each other has grown because I see how he has stepped up to the plate and done things and then vice versa I think he has seen what I have gone through and the things that we both have to get through and the challenges and so I think we have shown up for each other and amazed each other in ways that we honestly didn't even know we could because we just didn't know what was coming you can prepare for parenthood as much as possible but I don't think you're ever gonna excuse me I don't think you're ever gonna really be prepared prepared so watching him in action I just I can only speak for myself but I can I feel secure that both of us have felt that we have grown stronger and feel closer and the you know when you say like you love them more like you love watching your spouse become a parent I think we do love each other more but also in a different way like our love is just grown and it's deeper and the respect for each other has grown I don't know how to describe it other than yes it's changed in such a good way and I think yeah like I couldn't have asked for a better outcome of how we're loving each other and how strong our relationship is now and truly truly if I felt like a team before baby definitely 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 feel like a way better stronger team now so yeah it's definitely changed in many ways but I think all for very very good ways and I hope that we keep the strength that we have had to maneuver through challenges and I know we're gonna have more challenges to come and yeah it's you know we're only stronger and in my opinion only getting better and this one opinion on birds um whoever sent this question shout out to you very creative I don't know my opinion on birds because I've never thought about birds in a way that I need to have an opinion um birds okay here's my opinion or here's what I think when I think about birds uh, freedom I think it's because they fly you know like I just that seems f- so free um my mom would definitely have an opinion on birds because when the last house they were at there was this red bird that would tap on her kitchen window 
I mean, this bird became so familiar. My dad built a birdhouse for this little guy. Or I think it was, was that a, yeah. And this little bird would show up and just tap very early in the morning, 5, 6 a.m. And it was a, a red bird. And so my mom has connection with red birds because my grandma used to tell her um, something about the red birds being, I don't know, like a good luck term. I honestly don't know what my grandma would tell my mom about these red birds but that was a connection grandma would talk about red birds and this red bird would always always go and knock and then when they were buying the house that they're at now I think at the beginning they had visit from I don't know if it's the same bird I highly doubt it but that's just me but they had the little red bird show up again so they were doing some remodels so they were still at the old house and then they would be at the new house here and there and they saw the red bird again at this house and they're not close so you know that was definitely a symbol for her so I think birds can maybe show up in that way for a a symbol or you know but I that's that's all I have for my opinion on birds some birds are pretty Uh, Some birds are annoying, like the ones that wake me up in the mornings in the summer. But yeah, there's there's that. (laughs) Uh, Do you prefer to speak or listen? I prefer both. I prefer to. It's just it's depends. You know, what is like? Are you having a deep conversation with somebody? I think both are important. I think you need to listen before you speak. Um, one thing that I have learned about myself is I do like to speak and I have to remind myself to wait my turn because I get so eager to just voice what's next because sometimes I almost think like other people's opinions are gonna discredit mine or what I'm about to say next is not gonna have as a greater value because somebody else already said it and so I've had to learn to wait my turn but I say I like both, you know, I, I prefer, it's not that I prefer one or the other because at times you do need to listen and then, then you can speak if that makes sense. But in terms of, I don't, I don't want to say prefer, but more like what's easier for me and I think speaking is easier for me because I'm already digesting as you're speaking to me and my brain is already like, thinking and putting together a statement and you know wanting to go for it so I've had to I've had to learn to wait my turn and there's a difference between like listening and actively listening so that's also something I've had to learn but once you do that conversation flows a lot better because I just I've 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 had conversations or I've met people that we just don't know how to conversate and it's more of a debate like you're standing in your corners and you're throwing words to the middle of the room defending your corner and there's not much of conversation and so I think learning to do both and when you can do it is definitely important. My biggest or biggest red flag is just a biggest red flag. So I'm going to say or assume this question is like what I consider red flags. 
Um, not so much do I have red flags, because I'm sure I do. But biggest red flags, this one can go different ways. Because are you talking about in a relationship or just in people in general? But I'll do quick both. In a relationship, a red flag for me would be having a conversation with your your partner. For example, like if you say, hey, this and this trigger me or I didn't like that or that's not what I stand for or whatever. And then you make it clear and you make it a point. But then they go on and either trigger you again or do that thing that you specifically mention like I don't like that or I don't like when you did this to me and then they still do it I think that's a red flag there could also be context like maybe they just need more chances but I think that's a red flag because they're not willing as to me it's showing that they're not willing to maybe meet you halfway um, also, and this could be controversial, um, not paying for something. And, but let me give you context because I do think like 50, 50 is very fair and that's good. But like in certain things you want to be taken care of, for example, like on a first date, I had a first date and we went to an event and as a girl, I feel like a lot of girls are experienced or are expecting this to be done, but you want your ticket bought for, especially if it's a first date. And it was very awkward to like be standing there at the little ticket house thing and then have your date turn around and be like, you're up, like you're next, when you were expecting them to have your ticket for you. And no big deal, like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I just didn't know we were buying each other's our own tickets you know what I mean um and I only say that to be a red flag because that could be very like stingy and then that's very hard to deal with in a relationship especially when you marry and you like have kids and what like you it's very hard to keep track of every penny and sometimes you are going to pay more than your partner and vice versa so that was just a, a red flag because I saw I saw it through. You know, I saw the, the the I don't know how to put it into words, but I think that would be one. Um, what else? Ooh, big red flag. I'm so glad that has never happened to me. But telling you what to wear or like if you can't wear something, that would be a big no no for me bless my husband's soul he will admit that a lot of the outfits I put together they're just not his vibe but he never tells me like that's ugly until maybe later where I'm like hmm I don't think I like that very much he was like oh thank god because that was ugly um so things like that where for us it's all fun now but if you're in a relationship and like you're expressing yourself through your clothes or through your makeup and your partner has something to say on how you look and it's not nice I think that's a red flag like no thank you also an easy red flag is this is for the ladies watch how the men 
talk to their mom, you know, and how they, they, how that relationship is because nine out of 10 times, that's how they're going to treat you. Like if that's how they treat their mother, imagine how they're going to treat you. That's just, in my opinion, an easy one. Okay, worst advice I have ever given. Ooh, I have to, I should have thought about this one because that's a good deep one and I don't know. It's hard to say like if it, that, I, that I gave advice and then it was bad because like how will, how will I know that? But at the same time, I could see maybe things I've said in the past be like, hmm, maybe that's not the best advice. So let me, let me think. Okay. I don't know if there's like a specific worst advice I could give you, but maybe like when somebody tells you like to go for it, but it's maybe not in your best interest, but maybe they want to sabotage you. And I say that because I feel like that's happened and it's very easy for for it to happen where they're like no no no, yeah that's a great idea but deep down they're kind of like mm, I don't know if I would do that myself but you go for it almost because they know like you will fail or it's just not the best idea and they maybe don't want to see you succeed in that specific area I think maybe that would be the one thing I can think of to be the worst advice because I don't think I've ever I know See, I'm conflicted because I don't think I give out a bunch of advice. But then again, like I have, I have people that come to me in, in my life where I think they value my opinion a lot. And I'm also very careful because of that. I don't ever want to say or tell people what to do, which is ironic because I want people to tell me what to do. It's just easier that way, right? Like, just tell me what to do and I don't have to think about it. But I don't think I have specifically or I am aware that I have given bad advice. But you know what? If I have given you advice, let me know if it was good or bad because I, I, I can't truly think of something specific. Um, do you meditate is the next question. I don't. I have tried it. I don't know if it's for me or maybe I just don't do it right because I just don't, I, don't, I just find myself having a hard time like sitting through a meditation and I have done it in like my work and in therapy. Hold on. We're going to take a quick snack break. Okay, sorry. Diabetes had other plans for us today. And I needed a snack for my low sugar. Okay, but we're back. Where was I? I'm trying to also do this while the baby sleeps. So I like chug the juice and whatnot. So let's get back. In. Okay, meditating. Do I? <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, yeah, I'm still sick. Um, Do I meditate? Not really no it's kind of hard for me and I feel like I have done it a couple times and yeah I do feel better but just like other people have initiated like let's meditate I'm not one to want to do it or that's not my go-to so no I don't meditate how tall are you 
you guys are going to expose me. Um, I'm 5'1", very short. I hope I look taller. If, if you are disappointed, <laughs> I'm sorry. My last Instagram search, ooh, let me look it up. My last Instagram search was Lalaboo Baby. Oh, there's my low alarm. Um, Lalaloo, Lalaboo Baby. Um, that's um carrier company like where for you to carry your babies on you. I was searching up a video on how to wrap your carrier so that you can hold your baby on your back and sit on your front so yeah that was my last instagram search i i like them but i feel like i might try some other carriers next time and i tried a couple actually uh let's go to the other questions that i had on the phone can we please get together soon? It depends who you are. So I get these are anonymous, so I don't know who's sending them. Um, so it depends who you are, you know. Next one. Do you know about the Mandela effect? Um, a little bit, or maybe I don't. I will have to search it, but I've seen videos, isn't it? Like, you know, how you remember, for example, the Monopoly little character from the game like do you remember him with like that one glass thing on his eye like I don't know what it was or do you not like that kind of stuff is that what it is oh baby's waking up uh what do you think about climate change I think climate change is very real and it's proven itself right I feel like the winters are different all the time or definitely gets a lot warmer uh, wildfires I don't know right I, I just I do believe I do believe in climate change and I believe even like eating meat and how that's affecting it I saw a documentary on it and who knew that the cows was gonna contribute to our climate change mess uh, what's your least and favorite part of being a mom mm, this one's good what's my my least favorite part of being a mom is to not be able to turn it off. Like, when you, even if you take a break, you're not taking a break because it's impossible for your mind to shut off the existence of your child. You know, you're always going to worry about them. You're always going to just make sure that they're fi fine and and safe and so I think that part is my least favorite because I just sometimes wish I just I I could get a break see and he's crying right now so we might have to go get him um also like even if you're sleeping do you really get a full like a break because I feel like I'm aware okay I had to go get the baby so he's with us but um I think that would be my least favorite part and also like not being able to for example, when he was sick, like, oh, you feel so, like, powerless. Like, you wish you could help them and you can take that pain away. And, I mean, you just you just can't, right? They have to fight the virus themselves. And so not being able to do that kind of stuff, I feel like, was my least favorite thing. Um, my favorite thing 
would be just watching them grow. <coughs> Sorry. Um, that's my favorite. Just watching him do new things. Um, is so okay. I got a cough attack, <laughs> but we're back. Um, watching him do things is just so fulfilling. Like you just feel so proud. And of course, you know, when they're babies, it's like the smallest thing, like going on to his side. And I think for me, it's also a little bit different because I have wondered so many things like how will he do X, Y, and Z because of his hand difference and having him just do whatever he wants, however he wants to do it has been next level fulfillment for me. Like I'm beyond proud because, you know, like for us, we're so used to doing things with what we've got and that's most of us, you know, with two hands and so for him, how what he has is how he knows the world and that's the only thing he knows. So nothing's happened to him and nothing's really different for him because that's all he knows. And he's just, you know, doing things and playing things and grabbing things his own way. And I think that's been my favorite, my favorite part. And then watching him too, like experience new things, like when you take him you know, to the park for the first time and just having them be that, like, happy and excited for things. Also, <coughs> sorry, I'm, like, my throat is getting dry. Um, His first laugh, oh, that was so, like, such a sweet moment. And I still cry sometimes when he laughs because it's the cutest thing ever. But, yeah, I think that's my favorite part, just watching your little guys your little babies you know come into their own personality and their their own self it's been so fun okay next one let's see how many i can do before this cough comes back oh we did okay how do you feel about boundaries with your significant other's family this is a really good question um i think boundaries are necessary we have a special dynamic, I feel like, with my family because he doesn't have much family around us. Like, they don't live around us. Um, he's got a handful, but even so, we're not so much, like, hanging out every day or they're not a huge part of our life, unfortunately. Um, but boundaries are definitely important. And I say that because I haven't had to put so many boundaries, at least not yet. And the thought of it makes me a little uncomfortable. So I will say, I think boundaries in general can be uncomfortable, especially if you have to remind somebody of where your boundary is. But I think definitely the boundary needs to be there no matter who you are, no matter if it's your own family or if it's your significant other's family because you you can put boundaries to other people, right? Like, that's what a boundary is. It's not just boundary for my close family members because that's what's allowed. No, everybody needs a boundary or else how do they know what goes and what doesn't go with, you know, with you? And that's for everybody. Every single person, every single human being should, and they do have boundaries, but they should voice them. So I think boundaries with your significant other are, very much acceptable in my book and understandable and needed sometimes especially if it's 
to protect your mental health, uh, to protect your well-being, to protect your family. 100% boundaries need to be there. And if, especially if there's kids involved, like respect my boundaries. And even myself have a hard time with saying certain things to like my parents because it's all comes from a good place and it all comes just from the cultural norms i'll give you an example like it's very common for the latino culture to make comments about like body at such a young age like que gordito or um que morenito que güerito or ay que flaca like you're so skinny or you know so chubby and all those things like they don't mean them in a harmful way but I've had to say listen once my baby understands words I do not want to hear any comment about the chubby or look at the belly or none of that stuff because subconsciously you you grow up with that and that messes with you in your older you know years we already have social media to mess us up in that way with our body image let's not hear it for from the family and so I think if you can slowly start putting boundaries to make you a little bit more comfortable and easier then do that I think you know boundaries are necessary and they can be as small as like hey just don't say those words around my kid to as big as you know, my boundary is, for example, if you have a child involved, like you can hang out with my child if I'm there or or you're just simply not allowed to watch my child. Like whatever that boundary needs to be, I 100% think and support all boundaries, no matter if it's your family or your, your significant others, because people should not be offended by boundaries. You know, they're they're there for a reason. Uh, do you even like school? Um, not really. No, I do not. Baby's gonna start playing. Um, I do not really like school. I don't want to say that I don't believe in it because I do think that school is great, especially like if you're going for a doctor, please go to school. Um, but it's just become such a system of, you know, that's where that's the path you need to go like that's just what it is you finish high school and then you go to college and then you're gonna get your career where I don't think life happens like that anymore especially with the internet nowadays um but no I don't really like school I've which is a shame because I don't want to toot my own horn but I've like school comes easy to me the material like if that makes sense I I've never had a hard time really in school where like I'm falling behind and I need a tutor. That's never really happened to me, but I just don't like the structure of it. I hate homework. Um, fun fact, I switched to online school for my entire bachelor's and that just worked way better for me. There was a learning curve within myself to do online versus going in person because you have to have your own discipline um, and you have to manage your time, you know, independently. But once I got the hang of that, online for me was way better. And again, just the homework and the structure of all that and the reading material and whatnot. Like I just, yeah, it's not very enjoyable. But anyways, I think that was our last question. I 
I hope this was somewhat entertaining or you learned something. Again, thanks for your patience. This was just a little um, episode to, you know, have a little chit chat and a little, little bit more laid back where I didn't have to think so much just because, you know, we've been sick over here. So I hope you liked it. I will prepare the mental health one and that one will be a lot better hopefully more educational or uh more interesting for you but yeah thank you for all of you who have sent the questions over that's i really appreciated you guys had some really really good ones um like always always don't forget to enter your diary entry again diary entries where pretend like it's your diary and you will say dear podcast dear diary today uh so and so ignore me at school gk gk um today my mom made me cry um no just kidding but send me your diary entries so we can discuss them or you know just chit chat have a little fun with it and again, diary entries, because I get a lot of questions still sent on there, like, what's your favorite color or things like that. And I appreciate the interest. Um, but let's have those diary entries, okay? And what else? What else? Oh, our motivational jar. Where is it? Okay, let's do a motivation of the day. Um, if this is the first episode you are listening to, I have a motivational jar. I posted a picture on our Instagram, dear underscore podcast. And what it is, is a little jar full of paper stars folded. And there's a cute little motivational message quote on the inside. And if you know, I always struggle to open these. I just, I don't know how they, I don't even know how to fold a little paper into a star. Oh, hold on. I dropped it. Okay. Let me try it again. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and respect. First two you give, last one you earn. Ooh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. So there you go. Blood, sweat, and respect. The first two you give, the last one you earn. There you go. You got to give your blood and sweat before you get respect, said The Rock. Anyways, I hope this was entertaining. I will see you in the next one. Thanks for the patience. I hope you guys enjoyed the last um, episode on small businesses. Um, I thought to throw in the little sponsor at the end because you know what? It is me. It is coming out of my money anyways. If you don't know, it costs money for you to have a podcast monthly. <laughs> so Baby Nava probably sponsored that last episode. But if you guys want to check us out, I also just purchased some new items coming for the spring. This stuff takes time. So I will keep you updated, but babynava.com, our Instagram is babynava underscore, and you can shop cute little pieces there and more sizes to come. But anyways, thank you so much again. Appreciate every single one of you, even if one of you is listening. Hi, thank you so much for participating and supporting my crazy ideas, but we'll see you in the next one. Bye.